I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop's Bronx Roots. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're celebrating five decades of hip hop and its growth from the most under-resourced communities in the United States, in the Bronx, to where it is now, the most popular form of music on streaming platforms, a vibrant international culture, and a multi-billion dollar global industry that is providing life-changing opportunities for many, many people. Now, while there are plenty of debates about who are the greatest MCs and the most loved hip hop artists, who's really number one, number two, number three, or in the top 10, there is no debate about where it all started, in the Bronx, in the 1970s. In this episode, we're gonna talk about hip hop's Bronx roots with an amazing panel. Joining us is Rocky Buchano, um, <laughs> executive director of the Universal Hip Hop Museum in the Bronx, which a, a lot of people, including myself, are very excited about. Rocky, great to have you with us. Glad to be here, thank you. Thank you so much. Also with us is the one and only Kid Capri, AKA the world's greatest party rocker. He has been in the music game for a long, long time. His latest album uh, that just dropped is called The Love. Capri, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Chuck Kriegberg. He's a CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. He has been on in on so many different uh, elements and passages and stages of hip-hop, interviewed so many of the top artists over the years. Uh, Chuck, great to have you with us. We really appreciate it. Honored to be here. Thank you so much. Chuck, what is it about the Bronx, or what was it about the Bronx that you think gave it, made it a fertile ground for hip-hop to grow and take root? You know, I think, you know, and I've said this before, I think that the Bronx uh, was a special um, gumbo of all types of circumstances in the country, in that, you know, in New York City, and um, and the response to those situations created the culture. And uh, for me, I'm, you know, I'm just like a kid in a candy shop when it comes to hip hop in general, but the Bronx has a special place in my heart because that's where it all started. And that's where, for me, you know, some of the best uh, artists, uh, as well as, you know, not only just hip hop artists, rappers re meaning, but, you know, artists period came out of the Bronx. Some of them didn't get the credit that they deserve because some of them predated um, the the records, some of them predated even the media and things of that sort. But right now with hip hop turning 50, we're all taking a look back and really uh, uplifting all of the icons that came out of the Bronx and um, New York City. No, definitely. Kid Capri, world's greatest party rocker. Tell us about the what it was like for you getting started. Like, how did you just even get started in this back in the day? Well, when I started, I was a real young kid, and I seen somebody playing dice, a guy named Joe playing dice on my block, and he kept going, yes, yes, y'all, throwing the dice to the beach, y'all. And I'm looking, I'm saying, what does he mean, yes, yes, y'all, to the beach, y'all? He kept saying this little rap. So that that Friday, I went to a party in the community center. I seen a guy named DJ B Ward playing, and I was stuck. I was just amazed. I didn't go to the bathroom. I ain't dance no girls. I ain't do nothing. I just watched this guy, and I ran home, told my mother I wanted to be a DJ. She didn't know what I was talking about. At the time, we didn't have a whole lot of money, so she bought me a little tape deck and a mixer that had no headphone hole. So when I got this mixer, I had to guess all the spots on the records because I had no way of listening to it. And that's what made me better than all the older dudes in the in the neighborhood. So that was my introduction right there. And I never looked back. I never said I'm going to uh, have another job to fall back on. My mindset was I'm going to make it. That's it. 
And you and you and you have made it, and you keep making it, which is really wonderful. We're going to find out about that in just a moment. Rocky, there was talk for years about a hip hop museum, and it took it took a lot of there were a lot of false starts, a lot of different uh, groups and entities trying to get the whole thing uh, together. Tell us about what you did to make this work and make this a reality uh, right now. Well, you know, I, I didn't really do anything truly special. It was just I I think it was, you know, a combination of all my different skill sets that. Uh, allowed me to kind of like navigate the different terrains to, you know, to really make uh, a development of a museum even possible. You know, people don't really understand how difficult it is to get a project like this started. And, you know, it takes it takes a lot of perseverance. You know, it, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. Uh, we've been working on this project for 13 years. And in the very beginning, no, no one really wanted to know anything about a hip hop museum. And I think partly the reason for that was because hip hop, as you already know, is, is turning 50. So it's still very young. And 13 years ago, it was even younger. Right. And, you know, people was like, what do you need a, a museum for? You know, hip hop is not even old, you know? So, you know, uh, but, you know, w when I explained the vision and, and that it's all about preserving everyone's legacies and their contribution, it, it took a minute for, you know, for it to sink in, but we finally got it here and, you know, no disrespect to all the, you know, other organizations that tried to establish a, a hip hop museum. It, it takes, it takes a certain kind of uh, business acumen in order. Well, and also you've been involved in entertainment too, and the radio business and, and had seen a lot of it firsthand. We're going to continue talking about hip hop's Bronx roots on Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, it's Mr. Don Trip, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers, real issues, real politics, and real people. I don't know, Hot 97. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop's Bronx Roots. I'm Lisa Evers. Joining us is Rocky Bucano. He's the executive director of the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Rocky, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Kid Capri, the one and only, the world's greatest party rocker. We hear Lee. Yes, sir. <laughs> <His> album <laughs> is The Love. Kid Capri, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, man. We, we really appreciate it. Also joining us is Chuck Creekmore, CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. Kid Capri, you're known for your energy. That's also sort of a bronze trademark, too. Yeah. I, um, that that comes from well, it really comes from my my granddad was a trumpet player and he played with all the great jazz players. You know, he sat in with Miles Davis and Dizzy Gillespie in different sessions that they did. And then my father's a soul singer, and I used to watch my my father on stage, and his energy was through the roof. So it comes from that, but then also with with hip hop being aggressive, you know, it's a it's a natural thing. It's almost like a sixth sense. And and with me being a DJ, you know, at one time. People looked at DJs as somebody that was a dime a dozen. Anybody could do it. So I had to convince people that it was more than that, that we had to be looked at as an artist. So my energy was part of that. And with me being able to do that, produce and write, you know, it just shows that I'm a, you, know, you could be a triple threat and don't have to be stuck in one spot. But it really took me all over, man. It took me all over the world. I'm real I'm real grateful and real blessed from it. I'm glad, I'm glad that Kid Capri said he's the triple threat because... That's exactly what he is. You know, he's a one-man band, 
on that stage. You know, he rocks the ones and twos. He's on the mic. He's getting the crowd motivated. He's producing. He's choreographing. He's everything on stage, you know, and he's yeah. the most, he is one of the most exciting, you know, multi-purpose DJs that uh, is presently doing what he does. That really made it into a whole a whole entertainment role as well, Chuck. When you when you when you look at this fiftieth anniversary and you look at just where it, it wasn't that long ago that hip hop was really not taken that seriously, except by people in the culture who really really loved it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's really a testament to the intestinal fortitude that hip hop has. You know, just to keep going. I mean, it really just started. The tone was set definitely in the Bronx you know, where you don't give up, you don't stop, you keep going, even the peace, love, unity, and 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 having fun aspect of it, you know, all of that was uh, set right there in the Bronx, but for, for it to continue on uh, for 50 years after being dismissed as a fad, being written off as just, you know, a non-art, people calling it garbage, trying to just put it down, you know, for us to come through, dominate, just and 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 make sampling an art and make you know poetry an art you know even graffiti it's an art now it's res respected as an art that was all hip hop no pun intended but it wasn't um respected until we forced it and if you know anything about respect it's really never given it's it's almost always taken and that's what we do you know that's how we do it and um i appreciate it it's given me a life that i dreamed of a really, a really long time ago and not figuring out what I wanted to be and then realizing that this is exactly where and what I wanted to be. And where your talents, uh, where your talents were best, best put to use for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, respect, respecting my man, Kate Capri, but you know, your boy got some skills too. Not yeah. DJ skills. Whoa, you know wait a minute. I'm just finding out about this now. See, Lisa, you know, you see me as a as a professional, but when you're in hip hop, you yeah. know you, you you do it all. If you come from our our era, you know you know you gotta learn how to rhyme. You you know me, I got I got the art talent. I design logo. I you know I do graffiti. I do it all. You, you know so DJing is the one thing I never mastered, and that's because I had a, a two turntables, but no you know the belt was you know it was a belt. It didn't have pitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I didn't have the right setup. But um, I did DJ as a on air personality, you know, not not a party rocker like Kid Capri. Right, <laughs> Kid Capri, give us a sense of when you were starting out, because like the party atmosphere. I think that's one of the things too. Like people, you know, people really um, need to understand like that that party atmosphere on the streets. It's like we feel like, wait a minute, okay, there was a party on every block. There were these great big. You know, there, there were these battles. What what was it like for you when you the first time you were performing out there? You know, at the community center, at a street corner. Tell us about some of your first times. Um, being up there and having attention for people to stop what they're doing and watching you—that's a blessing within itself. Um, I watch people get on stages and people have their back turned to them. They'll be on their phone. They'll do whatever they're doing. So to be able to have that attention and grab that and sustain it. It's a blessing. It's something I don't I don't take for granted. You know, I wake up every day thanking God for it. To be here as long as I have and still stay as relevant as I have from doing that. Um, no, I'm doing the right thing, but I, I've seen a lot of people come and go. So it hip hop is um is one is 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 the is the one 
genre of music that once they turn their back on you, it's over. So you have to stay <laughs> on top of your game. You know, um, yeah. it, it's definitely a challenge to, to be in it. But once you, once they love you and they have your back, you can be here forever and do your thing and, and create opportunities for other people. That's what's important, to be able to create opportunities for other people and and um and not expect anything from it, but just the satisfaction of knowing that people are living their lives from something that you created or something that you could plug them into and they could go on and be able to do something with their lives. Do you have do you have moments that you will never forget of when you were starting out and you looked out at that crowd? And uh, you know, Bronx crowds, hip hop crowds can be very, very tough. You know, you got to prove yourself yeah, right away. Um, you either have them or you don't have them. And you, yeah, you were I, like going, wait, they're, they're, they're listening to me. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately I've never been booed, uh, thank God. Um, you know, and that that's a, that's something that can knock your confidence down. But um, being from the Bronx, you know, I, I learned every element. I have a movie I'm doing, a documentary. I'm 95% done, uh, done with it. And um, it speaks to every era because I've seen every other of it. So me seeing every other and being in it, I took everything from me starting to now and mixed it all together and made this party feel. And the party feel is something that people want. They just, sometimes when people come to your events and they see you, they have their own problems they're dealing with. They got things they got to deal with, but when they with you for those two hours or three hours, they depend on you to take their mind off of them, them issues and all those things they got to deal with. They have to go back to eventually, but you are the re who they look for to make them feel better than they did before they seen you. And that's what our job is. Rocky, in terms of the museum, there give us a sense of, of where it's at, because I know there's exhibits open, but the, the official actual permanent building is not open yet. Is that right? Yeah, the, the uh, official museum doesn't open until the end of 2024, we, we have a beautiful exhibit open that's called The Revolution of Hip Hop, which is located at the Bronx Terminal Market. And it's a sneak preview of what, what's to come at the future museum. So people are very excited. You know, we get people from all around the world that come visit just this temporary space. And when they come to the temporary space, it really gets them excited about the future museum. So it's, it, it's, really, it's really great. And a lot of pride in the Bronx, too, that's something so positive. I mean, there's a lot of good things that have come out of the Bronx, but also especially in the early days of hip-hop. It was a very tough time for a lot of people who were living there economically, crime-wise, opportunity-wise, racism, all of these things were going on. So it's, 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 it seems like it's a really big source of pride for Bronx residents particularly. And this is to speak to that, this is the reason why hip-hop was, was, cre was created in the street, because when you give people... Um, no voice, and you push people into a wall, they find a way to make their voice heard. They find a way to let their creativity soar. When you stop people in the Bronx, a lot of things will stop. Burnt buildings, you know, bad neighborhoods and, and, and all that, but it was a soul that was there that was nowhere else, and that's why hip-hop became so infectious. And I remember talking to Cool Herc, the starter of hip-hop and, 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 and our way of doing it, and I said to him, it wasn't going to stay in the Bronx, so it was going to go worldwide. It was going to get bigger <laughs> because we didn't see it being right. that big early on. You know what I'm saying? And now that it is, it's infectious. It's all over the world. It's amazing to see coming oh, from the Bronx. It We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more of Street Soldiers. We're talking about hip-hop's Bronx roots. Stay with us. 
Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles P, the Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people, only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're celebrating hip-hop's 50th anniversary by talking about hip-hop's Bronx roots. Joining me for this conversation, Rocky Bucano. He's the executive director of the Universal Hip-Hop Museum. Rocky, great to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Also with us, the one and only Kid Capri, the world's greatest party rocker. And uh, he's got a new album out called The Love. Kid Capri, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Also with us is Chuck Creeper. He's the CEO and founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Um, great to have you. Chuck, when you think of artists, give us a sense of some of the artists over the years that have come out of the Bronx that, that you maybe have interviewed or followed or listened to. Man, I know it's a long it's, list, but... Yeah, it's a long list. I mean, you know, you got your grand... You know, shoot, Grandmaster Kaz, Grandmaster Melly Mel, KRS-One, uh, you know, Flash. I mean, it, you know, the list goes on and on. And I mean, with all hip-hop, we definitely try to get in there and interview as many pioneers as we possibly can, uh, you know, Shah Rock, Debbie D. I mean, it, you know, it really, it really doesn't stop because we want to pay homage to those that gave us, you know, this opportunity in life, you know, and I still put people like Melly Mel at the top of my, my list, you know, and, and KRS-One as well, you know, there's a lot of lists going on out here. And, um, and uh, for me, uh, you know, we have to give people credit for where hip hop was at that particular time uh, when it when it was, you know, there was a time when nobody could beat Melly Mel as an MC, you know, and, and at that time frame, he was the greatest of all time. You got to give him credit for that. No, I, got, I so, give I give uh, Melly Mel a lot of credit. He had a show called Future Flavors, Flavors. Yeah. On Hot 97 that came on Sunday nights before uh, the original Street Soldiers when we were on Hot 97 on Sunday nights. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of learning by Lisa there going on on right. Sunday nights. And they were so supportive of me and and really, really helpful. And we had KRS-One on Hot 97 uh, as well. He did a freestyle, which, of course, now it would have been recorded and put on Instagram or, or, or Snap or TikTok or something. But. He did a freestyle about street soldiers, and uh, so it just—it's—it's it's really, really great to see where things things are at right now. I'm working on the new track. I'm working. I'm sorry to cut you. I'm working on the new track for the new self destruction record for for them for them. they're doing a the new self destruction. Yeah. KRS and them, they asked me to do the new track, so you're going to be seeing that soon. Yeah, oh, that's, that's fantastic. I, okay, I heard about so that. you've been doing you've been doing a lot of music producing too. You've been doing mm -hmm. soundtracks. You've got the album. You've really evolved your career over the years. Yeah, I gave my whole life to it. Um, I, like I said earlier, you know, when when you have an attitude of I'm gonna do this music, but I need something to fall back on, eventually you're gonna have to have something to fall back on, because you 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 have that doubt in your head. I never had a doubt in my head. My I always knew that this is where I needed to be, and in order to be there, you are gonna have to be able to take doors being closed in your face. You're gonna have to be to learn the power of the word no so that people can understand you understand your value um and 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 treat treated with the utmost respect no matter how far you get no matter how much money you make no matter who you meet nothing changes you know what i'm saying and um and that's the core of longevity when you understand that you never forget where you come from that means everything and i live by that every day 
And I try to preach that to people and tell them, you know, stay focused. Don't let things throw you off. Just stay in, the, in where you at and don't be on nobody's wave. You be the wave. And that's it. And, and once you do that, you'll create a remedy for yourself that'll be infectious for other people to, to take that blueprint and run with it. No, definitely. And, and talking about uh, blueprints, Rocky, give us a sense of the when the permanent uh, hip hop museum opens in the Bronx, as you said, in late 2024. What what is it going to be? There'll be exhibits. Give us a sense of, of what it's people will see when they go there. Well, we're, we're creating something that's going to be really special. It's going to be a truly innovative museum. You know, Microsoft is one of our tech partners. So we're building what we call the future of museums, a smart museum of sorts. So that storytelling, you know, doesn't just reflect on the history that has happened. It's also documenting the history that continues to happen because hip hop is a living, breathing culture. It evolves every day. You know, yes, we're going to be celebrating the contributions of people like Kid Capri and Grandmaster Flash and the Cold Crush Brothers and so many others, but we're also going to be talking about, you know, the the circumstances on which hip hop lives on, you know, how it has impacted fashion and politics and advertising and, and entertainment, you know, so, you know, it's not going to be the traditional museum that just focuses on looking backwards. It's all about what is happening and how hip hop has become this major, you know, influence, not just in music, but in everything from politics to advertising to films and, and everything else. And what kind of reaction have you been getting from, you must be getting calls and emails and things like that from people going, wait a minute, we want to come. What's that they're very anxious for it to open and very excited. Well, you know, we are the official partner of New York City to celebrate 50 years of hip hop. So, you know, we are producing all kinds of programs and events uh, for Mayor Adams and his administration. We're doing everything from educational workshops to live concerts to the biggest concert in the history of hip hop which will be on the Great Lawn of Central Park in August, on August 25th. And, I, you know, Kid Capri will definitely be on that show. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, we're getting calls from everybody that wants to be involved. And, you know, listen, we, we, we want everybody to be involved. This We're building a museum for everyone. We're not building only for a select group of people. This is for Cardi B. It's for Kid Capri. It's for Dr. Dre. It's for... Jermaine Dupri and Luke Skywalker and Scarface. It's for everybody. And Chuck, what do you think about having a, that there's going to be an actual museum? Oh, come on now. I've been, I've been around for a minute with Rocky, shout out to Mick Benson and Ice-T, you know, uh, you know, Daddy-O from Stetsasonic, you know, been, a, we've been, we've been, you know, I had, I can't say I've been, you know, putting the, uh, you know, the, the the foundation down on there, but if, from a media perspective, we've been covering it and, and really was excited just to see that it was actually happening because there were a lot of, you know, pump fakes and things of that sort, some, some, some gossip going on. We didn't know what was really going on, but once we found out it was happening, you know, we pulled up every time we got the opportunity to because we know how important this is. And we also know that having the right people behind it is important. So, you know, Rocky coming from the culture, but also having a certain acumen in business and relationships to make it happen is extremely important. So a lot of people from outside the culture have tried to do this or or even within the culture, but don't have the business right. side of it, you know, have tried to 
you know, maybe get some things going. And it's ultimately either failed or maybe didn't reach a certain point because this is a massive project, but it's necessary. Hip hop's here to stay. We ain't going nowhere. And we need people to document what actually happened or at least get a very good perspective, uh, a rounded look at what was going on at the time. I personally think that the perfect the perfect person to do it is Rocky. Because mm-hmm. he's been around, he he knows, you know what I'm saying? He used to have a record label. He knows how to really move move around. And also, track record means everything. When you don't have a noisy reputation, when you when you have a reputation mm-hmm. of being, you know, good, um, people are gonna respect you and follow you and help you and want to see you go go through. So Rocky is definitely the best person for it in my eyes to see it going. I see what he's doing. He's he's doing yeah. it right, he's not rushing it. It's making it happen. It's going to be big. He didn't no, give man. up. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry. I said he he didn't give up. You know, there, I'm sure there were. I, listen, over 13 years, you know, you know how many things have happened. You know how many ups and downs have occurred in 13 years. I mean, come on, that's that's incredible uh, persistence, and um, I'm glad it's happening. No, exactly. We're we're all glad. We're all glad it's happening. We'll be back with more of Street Soldiers. We're talking about hip-hop's Bronx roots. Stay with us. Yo, what up, people? This is Common, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. The people, baby. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're celebrating hip-hop's 50th anniversary by talking about hip-hop's Bronx roots. Joining me for this conversation, Rocky Buchano. He's the executive director of the Universal Hip-Hop Museum. Rocky, great to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Also with us, the one and only Kid Capri, the world's greatest party rocker. And uh, he's got a new album out called The Love. Kid Capri, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Also with us is Chuck Creeper. He's the CEO and founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Kid Capri, what are there things that you see going on in hip hop now that have surprised you as it's evolved and there's so many interpretations of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, things are going to change. Things are going to change. Um, you either move with the change, you don't move with the change, you get stuck with the change. You like the change or don't like it, but it's going to change. Um, and, you know, I can't say I'm going to agree with everything. But, you know, I didn't agree with everything 20 years ago. I didn't agree with everything 30 years ago. So, but but that's what it's about. It's about uh, balance. It's about, you know, you're not going to like everything in, in everything anyway. So it's, it's the same thing as you put an album out. People are going to like certain songs more than they like the others. It's, you know, so with hip hop, it's diverse. You have aggressive people. You have people that, you know, they're trying to make it. And, you know, um, it's the street. You know what I'm saying? It's the street. And it, it comes from the streets, so you 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 never know what to expect in it. But when something catches on, that's great. It goes in, and it's a great thing for a lot of people. It creates opportunities for a lot of people. So, yeah, I, I like to see what's going on now. And like I said, I agree with a lot of things and certain things I don't. But who am I to judge? What about the, um? in terms of your, tell us about your new album. Yeah, um, in the pandemic, you know, I've been on the road since 88 to the pandemic, you know, coming home back and forth, but really been on the road doing that. So I've, I really didn't have a chance since my last time to really perform, um, to focus on anything else. So when I sat down in the pandemic, I had a chance to start my clothing line, Sucker Free, and do these different albums. I did four or five different albums. I said, you know what? I seen a lot of different things going on in the music. I said, 
there's a, a, a it need to be a project, a body of work where you could hear hear it with your grandmother and you can hear it with your son. So let me make this album called The Love. And I put my mother on the front cover with the big afro. I put my daughter Vina Love on one of the records called Uptown, where she has her own music going. And um, I was at first when I put the first single out, I said, if this single doesn't do good, if I get bad, any kind of bad reviews, I'm never putting the album out. And the single came out and people loved it. I put the album out, people loved it. And it's going now, man. It's streaming everywhere. And I'm real proud of it. I'm real happy about it. Um, the response has been great. I produced everything, wrote everything. It's unusual. Nobody's seen it coming because I'm not known for really rapping. I got big. That's kicking pretty DJ, but it's doing good. People love it. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Well, well, lots, lots of luck with that. Rocky, yeah. are, you, are you concerned with what you see now? Because, you know, the, the Bronx also has pretty much the most active drill music scene with, with young artists. There have been some deaths and some fatalities. Um, there have been some that have been given big opportunities and lost them because of criminal charges and th things of that nature. Is that, Are they just reflecting this animosity that's going on in society and this kind of instant culture? Or do you, do you feel that, what are your thoughts on that, basically? It, it, it's something that, you know, we, we have to figure out as leaders of the culture, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our future generation. You know, we want, we want them to be great. We don't want them to be, you know, at each other's throats and, you know, you know, uh, you know, really just damaging their own opportunities. Because, as Chuck said, you know, they 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 are been blessed with talent, and they do have talent, but they have to redirect that energy and that talent so that they can prosper and live on for for many years to come. Too many artists are here today, and next thing you know, they're they're not here anymore. You know, so one way or another, right? Yeah, one way or another, and that that's disturbing. So you know, as the museum, we're trying to create programs to to really give youth opportunities. You know, it doesn't have to be on the mic. It could be behind the scenes. It could be in production. It could be in videography, photography, anything. You know, we we just need to give kids more opportunities. I think that's what it's all about. And and, and also educate them about what it is too, because you're talking. And K Capri, you you're a father. You have a I have a daughter. It's like. And, and Chuck, you do too. But it's like the the their generation has grown up with being in schools where you have lockdown drills and where you have active shooter drills and things th things of that nature. Do you, how do you feel, Kid Capri, as a, as a dad about the power of hip hop, like the true hip hop? You know, just to make like Rocky said, make everybody feel better. Um. Yeah, I have two daughters. Um. And you know, I I, I tell you this. Um. It's hard. It, it, I worry sometimes. You know, I got. I got to be honest. I worry about you know my kids. I worry about the children and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I remember when telling somebody, you know, move, move your son, move your son. Your son's moving with a little while. I am moving, and not long after he was killed. Um, you know, it, it's hard. To, it's it. It you know. It's different right now. It's hard. I I can't really predict how it's going to go, but I know that right now. What's going on in the world right now is just different, and it, I'm real concerned about how the kids are moving out there. What's going to happen? How's the streets going to be? Like, what's going to what's going to be the next best the ne the next thing that we're going to be sitting here holding our head? Like, why did this happen? It's, you know, it's it's a constant thing. And since the pandemic, it's been like that. Seeing right. all the different entertainers, you know, passing away, and you know, all the gang violence going on. It's it's you know, it's, it's a little crazy, but. We have music to try to keep our mind away from it, you know, and that's what that's what holds us together. 
Chuck, is there a, is there a lesson the the American culture as a whole can learn from hip hop at this time? You think? Is there a lesson? I think you got to learn to respect people a little better, a little more. Yeah, right. um, I think that's uh, probably the underlying <laughs> thing. Basic, you know? but kind of missing, right? You you got to deal with us. You know what I mean, like it or not. And um, and you know, people of color have have gone through a lot in this in this country. And um, and yeah, I mean, I think respect is the only thing because I remember, you know, when when they were, I mean, they were going hard at hip hop, you know. And I, I, man, my heroes were strong, you know, the ones that I looked up to, like Ice T, Chuck D, and um, and many others, uh, Run DMC, you know, those guys were strong, and women too, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, right. and 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 um, you know, and people Roxanne like Chante. that. Yeah, they were built for this and they really put the culture on their shoulders in a way that a lot of people don't really want to assume that responsibility so um, respect is, is everything I remember Run DMC screaming but give us respect and then it just be like boom you know and then the beat hit and so we we still here for our respect and I think um, on the business side it's time for us to begin to make the inroads and and um start to take control and 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 do it on that side uh artistry i mean we got that kind of sewn up right now i right. think the business and the other things um we have to make the mo the moves the real moves not the give me some crumbs off the table moves but the real moves the ownership the ownership moves yeah yeah ownership and, and also not just ownership because that can take different forms i think that if we want what we say we want meaning um a more peaceful culture or a more um you know equitable culture then we have to then we have to uh control the narrative and i think other cultures control the narrative more you don't see this in other places you know what i mean and obviously some of it is just super reflective of culture but every culture has an underbelly every culture has uh, a gangster uh life you know every, every single every, one every, every single one every single yeah, one yeah. every single one but you don't see them recording albums and uh putting it out as a commercial product and things of that sort so and not to get too heavy-handed you know hip-hop you know man 50 years it's it's crazy we never thought it would go this far never exactly. <laughs> we did we did we did but they didn't they oh, that's right. a, that's yeah. a but anyway, Rocky. And then I, I want to end on a and end on a, on a positive note here. The 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 other thing too that I think as as, as we look from a historical, I'm I'm saying this as a, as a journalist, like looking at this from a historical perspective too. All of this, this tremendous movement came out of communities that were basically written off by the officials. Like if you called nine one one, no one came. You know what I'm saying? It's like if if, a, if you were a victim of a crime, the 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 recent, you know, the school, like the the entire infrastructure of the community, and yet this irrepressible energy and creativity uh, in these black and brown, predominantly black and brown communities, just the youth came together and uh, made it made it happen. So I'm I'm sure I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with the museum in terms of getting that part of the message out as well. And and thank you for being with us. Thank you. And I, I just want to say this as a carrot on, on this discussion. Think about the previous administrations here in New York City. You know, we, we had an administration and I don't want to name the mayor's name, but they had a police task force that was trying to crack down on hip hop. 
Right. And today we have a, a mayor that calls him himself the hip hop mayor. So right. a big change in attitude. And I really think that that's what we need in order to really address the underlying problems that we have in our communities. Right. And even the, uh, and, and we have to shout out the former Bronx girl president, Ruben Diaz Jr., the, the who I called the hip hop right assemblyman on, uh, he came on street soldiers the first time he was in his early twenties and he was a state elected to the state assembly and stopped by police. So he came on to talk about that, but um, it's been a long journey, but a, a lot to celebrate. Kid Capri, party rocker, I'm going to give you the show closing here. So what do you think we should, we should be doing and looking forward to, to, uh, to celebrate this and, and really take the best aspects and bring those out to the kids. Cause I think that's really where the legacy comes in. Let's show everything positive. Let's show everything positive, influential. Let's be inspiring. Let's uplift. Let's make this about not us. Let's make this about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is how can we save lives? How can we create opportunities for people to go and take care of their families? And that's what I'm on. Um, That's what I've always been on. And, and I'm going to continue to do that. And, and, and anybody that understands that, such as Rocky, you know, um, I know that they're going to understand how we can move and do everything forward. Uh, it's, it's, it's things like this, Lisa, that you're doing right now that brings that message out there. You know, your platform is a major platform. I watch you every day. So to see you do things like this that you do, it lets everybody that's not informed, that's misinformed, be informed. And I appreciate that for the sake of hip-hop. So from here on in, I, my message is for us to do everything with a high level everything right. positive and, and put it out there in that way. No, absolutely. All right. Amen. I want to thank you guys for being with us uh, for the special episode of Street Soldiers, Hip Hop's Bronx Roots. Uh, Rocky Bucano, Executive Director, Universal Hip Hop Museum, the one and only Kid Capri. You must have had to build a wing on your house for all those plaques that you got on the wall there. Kid, the one and only look, Kid Capri. Look, look at what uh, Ruben, Ruben Diaz. Does he, Ruben have, like, Diaz. Does he have like a... A golf cart to go up and down the hallway past all the plaques there. It's a anyway, lot. It's a lot. But Ruben Diaz. Congratulations. Congratulations on all your success. Kid Capri, thank you for being with us. Chuck Creek, we're CEO and, and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Thank you so much for being with us, as always, helping us uh, get through everything, understand it, and, and have a really amazing discussion. And uh, thank you to all my street soldiers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.